Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. In this episode, you'll discover how to find hundreds and even thousands of prospects that are looking to buy from you right now. First Name, an insider's guide to outbound sales. This is the number one podcast for proven cold outreach tactics that get replies and book meetings so you can quickly grow MRR without wasting time on things that don't work. I am your host, Morgan Williams, and today I want you to tell me if you can relate to this. You reach out to prospects over email, phone, or LinkedIn, and you keep getting the same responses. No thanks. Not interested reach out in six months, and even go yourself. Or even worse than a no, you reach out and you hear nothing but Sometimes it can feel like you're on a cold streak and nothing you're trying is working. You try all different sorts of email copy, you try video, personalization, and nothing is working. Let me tell you right now, it doesn't have to be that way. By the end of this episode, you'll find out how to find droves of rabid buyers that are looking for what you have and are ready to buy right now. And look, if you stick around until the end, I've got a cheat code that will help you do this even faster. Let me start off with a a quick story. There was once a professor, marketing professor, and he got in front of the class and he wanted to do an exercise to, to teach a student something. So he said, Let's imagine that there are two hot dog stands on opposite sides of the street, right? I'm in charge of one hot dog stand and you're in charge of the other. I will give you anything you want in order to beat me, right? Your goal is to beat me to sell more hot dogs than me. And I will give you any advantage you want, anything. And he's asking the students, like, what advantage would you want? Some say, you know, better ingredients. Some say, right, cheaper prices, Some people, just these answers are coming from everywhere, right? The typical things you would think. And he said, look, all of you are wrong. I only need one thing to beat you. And you know what that is? It's a hungry crowd. You see, with the right list, with the right prospect base, targeting the right people is the most important part of building an outbound campaign. Look, I've experienced this time and time again in my own life. I was an enterprise sales rep at Yelp. And if you don't know what Yelp is, it is essentially an online directory of local business services. You go on the website, yelp.com. You put in the category you're looking for and the location. So I want plumbers in Cincinnati, Ohio. You put that in and it brings up a list of plumbers in that local area. So Let's think about that. Why is that important for someone who's advertising on the platform? The model's simple. Advertisers, 
pay to have their results come up first when someone searches for that. So why is it important to target people who are looking for plumbers in Cincinnati, Ohio, if you're a plumber? The key is intent. The value is that someone has intent to buy. We don't care who they are necessarily. We don't care what they look like. We just know that this person is looking for a plumber in this specific location. That's important for a business owner because you want to get in front of people who are ready to buy what you have right now, right? They intend to purchase something. So that's the key. Look, people in my Facebook group, Cold Outreach Mastery, if you go on Facebook and check it out, Cold Outreach Mastery, people in my Facebook group, they hit me up in Messenger or in my group asking like, hey, can you look at my copy? Hey, can you look at this? I wrote this email. I'm not getting replies. How should I change it? And I always respond with some form of who are you targeting and what's your offer? See, people laser focus on the copy, but it's only part of the puzzle. And it's not as important as you're targeting your offer. The most important part of your success with cold outreach depends on who you are targeting. You know, after that, it's your offer. And of course, you want to have your text set up the right way so your emails don't end up in the spam box. But that's an episode for a different day. The big idea is simple. Build a list of people who are likely to buy your stuff, right? Makes sense. So it's pretty simple. But why do a lot of people build lists just based off of title, just based off of industry, and then just go at it? And then when they don't get results... They wonder why they're not getting the type of results they want, because that's not enough. You have to target people who have intent. They are looking to buy something, right? So like, what's at stake here? Look, it can seem tedious, but if you don't do it this way, you're setting yourself up for poor results. You need to go two to three levels deeper to get noticed in the inbox these days. We use this at a, at a cybersecurity company I was at. We were using Built With for targeting, and I will go into more of this about, about this later. But we were targeting competitors using Built With. So Built With, it's a web app that lets you target or find websites or domains that are using a specific technology. So you can go into Built With, you can put in, in this case, a competitor technology, and it will show you who has that installed on their website, specifically who has that installed on their DNS records. It won't give you everybody, but it gives you a pretty healthy customer list or a list of people who have that technology who essentially are most likely going to be their customers or at least trialing their software. So why is this important? It's relevant because they're already spending money on a competitor. We know that they're in market for what we offer. So I'd rather talk to that person than someone who's not familiar with what I offer. Because if that's not the case, then I have to sell them not just on why me, but why they should buy my type of solution to begin with. That's a bigger leap, right? It can be done, but it's easier to someone who's already bought in to that type of solution because then it's just a case of either or, not should I go from you know, zero to one. It's more like one to two. That's easier. So what's the big idea here? The big idea is that someone who's spending on a competitor is more likely to buy from me than someone who's not. Right. So let's get into specifics. Right. So what are we specifically talking about here? How do we make this information actionable? How do we use it to our advantage? So what you want to remember is the term buying trigger. A buying trigger is an event or action that indicates a prospect or company is more likely to buy your product or service. So 
to do this, it'd be best to give some examples. And a lot of times you can find buying triggers at big, big hubs on the internet where companies congregate. So let me give you some examples, right? And we'll start slower in the beginning and then kind of speed up, right? Think about this one's been used so often, you probably already heard of it, but recent funding, right? Why is recent funding a buying trigger? Well, if a startup receives funding from investors, they're receiving that money because they need to grow. So they're using that money and spending it to grow, right? Makes sense. So someone or a company that's just received funding is more likely to spend money on things that can help them grow, i.e. your product or service, right? If you sell something that helps startups grow, right? Hell, some, sell something that helps them increase revenue. Pretty standard, pretty logical. It's pretty widely known trigger. Where do you find these triggers? Where do you find this specific trigger? You can find it in the news, right? You can find it on TechCrunch. Crunchbase is the best option that I've found. It has the most comprehensive list directory of startups and funding events. That's at least available to the public. But let's keep going here. Let's talk about the next trigger, which is job posting. So why is job posting a buying trigger? A job posting is a buying trigger because a company that's allocated money for a role to hire for a role, they've done that because there's a need they're looking to fill, right? They're looking to put someone with skills in a position that can help the company. So if someone's hiring for a specific role that shows intent to do some sort of job function. So an easy one is SDRs, BDRs, sales development reps, business development reps, right? If a company is hiring those type of people, maybe they might be in the market from some sort of sales enablement product or lead generation service, right? Because we know that they're trying to grow through some form of cold outreach or some form of, I should say, outbound sales. If they're hiring outbound SDRs, BDRs, maybe even inbound SDRs, BDRs. Job postings often overlooked, but that can tell you a lot. They're highly visible. Um, every company has has posted a job or is posting jobs, so there's a good sample size to pull from there. Another one is spending money on advertising, right? So if you see a company that's spending money on Facebook, they're spending money on Google, right? That's an indicator that they have marketing budget that they're allocating to some sort of digital marketing, some form of advertising. So if you sell a product in the space, or maybe a complimentary product or service, that can be a good trigger for you. So you can go on Facebook ad library and see what types of companies are running ads. You can go on SpyFu or Keyword Spy and see what types of companies are running Google ads and how much they're spending. Right, you can get that type of information. The revenue information is not always accurate. It can give you a good like ballpark sense and kind of what you need to start narrowing down your targeting. More paid search is sponsored listing. So we talk about uh, local business, right? We we're talking about Yelp earlier, Google local services, right? If you target local businesses, this can be a goldmine for you. Target the ones that are spending on Yelp. Target the ones that are spending on Google local services. If you target local businesses, you can even go offline too. Target the ones who are taking out those big, you know, half page, full page, two page, yellow page ads. Target companies who are spending money on billboards. Like we know they're spending money. Now, of course, that's offline. That's not digital marketing, but you know that they're trying to acquire customers, right? There's intent there, right? And that's what's important. So maybe you start digital and then go offline, right? You experiment with it. What we were talking about earlier, built with using a competitor or complementary technology, right? So let's say you sell a Shopify app. Does it make sense to target 
all e-commerce stores under the sun? Or does it make sense to target Shopify stores? Right. Of course, you want to target only Shopify stores. Right. So you go into built with you type in Shopify dot com. You type in Shopify, see who has Shopify installed on their website. And then that can give you a good list to pull from when you start to start narrowing, narrow down your targeting. Right. You know, they already have Shopify and what you'll learn from future episodes. And if you join the Cold Outreach Mastery Facebook group, we talk about stuff like this. You use this information to inform your copy, right? That makes your copy relevant when you reach out to someone. You say, hey, I saw you were running Shopify. You know, that's relevant rather than just saying like, hey, I have this cool product. Like, no, like make it relevant for them. But more on that in future episodes. Now we're talking about targeting, right? So built with using a competitor or complementary technology. Another one is this is more for enterprise companies because it's more for public companies. But if a company is revealing some sort of strategy in a company quarterly or annual documentation, right? So let's say a company's 10K form or a company's 10K filing, you can go on doco.com, D-O-C-O-H.com and search any public company's filings for free, right? You can type in keywords, right? You can type in specific companies and then look through their filings for certain keywords, or you can type in certain keywords like digital marketing or, you know, advertising or Salesforce, right? To see if they're running Salesforce. Like you can get creative with the type of things that you search for. And basically it's just a massive database of all this information that's updated regularly. It's free. You can search it, right? Use that information to target companies. And again, use that to inform your copy. So breaking this down, here's the three steps you need to take. Think about what's happening in your prospects world before they work with you. Where are they spending their time and money? Are they buying ads? Are they hiring people? Are they onboarding onto a new software? If you focus on where companies are spending their time and money, that tips their hand on where their strategy is, what they could be in the market for. Step two, figure out where you can find that trigger online. Is it an app marketplace, a job board, an ad network, right? We talked about all those three, Shopify apps, different job boards like Indeed, right? Ad networks, Facebook, Google, figure out where you can identify that trigger. That trigger will help you then do step three, which is build a list of those companies. We do that by scraping the information or working with a virtual assistant. Then you find your prospects at those companies using a tool like LinkedIn or Sales Navigator. Some of the paid tools, they will let you download the information like built with paid tool. You can download those accounts and domain names. Other, if you're doing this off of a job board, off of some sort of free web app that's out there, free directory that's out there, you may need to scrape it using a tool like Instant Data Scraper on the Google Chrome store. This tool, you go to the page you wanna start, so you like type in what you wanna search for, like plumbers in Cincinnati, and then you fire up the tool, and then you locate the next button on the page, and then this tool will scrape all the results on the page and automatically push the next button. Scrape all the results, go to the next button, scrape all the results, do the next button, right? And then you build your list that way. So with the free stuff, it takes more cleaning, but it's all the same. You're building this company list of account names and domains. So where do we find people from there? Well, you can have a VA go through and do research one by one, or you can use a tool like LinkedIn Sales Navigator. You can use a tool like Growth Genius, and you can upload those 
account lists with the domains into those tools and then match up accounts and then pick who you want to identify as leads from those accounts, right? So I find the companies that are using Shopify, right? I find their names and I find the company names and I also find the domains. I have that information. I upload that to Sales Navigator. I upload that to Growth Genius. And then I put, I want to find the founder or CEO at these companies. I want to find the VP of marketing at these companies. Then it will return a list of people who match that profile at those companies, right? And why this is so powerful is because we know we have this curated list of Shopify use, VPs of marketing who we know use Shopify. Why is it so powerful? Because we can scale messaging to them. We can make a message relevant to them by talking about this one, this one intent trigger, right? And it's relevant to all of them. So we're writing, we don't have to go and, and individually find information for each specific person, right? We're sending relevant messaging to the whole group and we know that it's going to stick because we did our research up front. We're not just building a list of all these people and hoping some people raise their hands. We're doing that due diligence and finding people who are, are more likely to buy what we have to offer. It's all about fishing where the, or dropping your line where the fish are biting. Like that's what we're doing here. So those are the three steps you need to take. Just to wrap this up, just to kind of bring it home, just remember the most important part of your outreach campaign is targeting the right prospects, right? We're building a list of people who are most likely to buy what we have to offer. We do that by identifying companies that have buying triggers and just to really, to really drill that home, to really make sure that you do this well. Think about what happens in your prospect's world before they work with you. Think about what type of moves they make. Think about what's happening. What did they buy? Where are they spending their time before they work with you? Then all we have to do is identify that, find companies that have that trigger, and then build that list. That's what we do. To kind of tie it all together here, Today, we talked about targeting, specifically buying triggers, but I want you to remember that successful outreach is a stack. It's a system, right? It's not just one thing like email copy, right? So don't focus, don't spend all your time and energy on like, oh, well, email copyright, got to write this email copy, right? It's your list. It's your offer and copy. It's your outreach, how you're actually reaching out to people, right? Channels you're using. It's your tech stack and then mindset and metrics. I like to, I like to wrap it in those five things, list, offer and copy, Outreach, tech stack, mindset, metrics. This is what it takes to get replies in meetings, right? And if you're looking for a community of people who are doing this daily, sharing notes, sharing information, I'm dropping knowledge in this group. Join my free Facebook community, Cold Outreach Mastery, where you get access to a spreadsheet of 25 plus buying triggers that you can use to find prospects who are looking to buy now. So I'm going to be dropping that in the community is the spreadsheet of 25 plus buying triggers. So you can use that list to spark your creativity and kind of swipe some things from there and get started. So I'm going to be adding to this list as we go on. And on this spreadsheet, you'll get what the trigger is, the tools you need to find the trigger, the type of business the trigger is a good fit for and how to find it. So go to morgandwilliams.com slash FB group. That's Morgan D as in Delta Williams.com slash FB group, Facebook group, FB group to request to join the group. And if Facebook isn't your thing, you can go to morgandwilliams.com slash triggers. That's morgandwilliams.com slash triggers, put in your email address and you get a link to the same list of triggers sent directly straight to your inbox. Look, that's all for today. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Hey First Name. And please remember, outflow equals inflow. I'll see you next week.